Good evening, kind friends and neighbors. Welcome to OBW Talks. And here with me on the peanut gallery, two of the best friends a best friend can ever have, elders Jerry Anstey and Mark Rao. Good evening, dear friends. Are you doing all right tonight? <clears throat> doing well. Doing all right. Well, after having done a, for us, an in-depth study of Galatians, frankly, we're worn out. We don't know what to do anymore. We, we're completely at a loss, as if, right? The Bible has got so many things to talk about and need to be talked about, especially in these troublous times. And this subject, speaking of troublous times, that we have landed upon, God being our helper, is as our beloved Jerry, as he says, purposeful prayer. It gives a lot of the uh, alliterative sounds in the P's. And anyway, <clears throat> we're gonna get we're gonna get Lord willing and our helper talk about prayer, prayer with a purpose. Mm. And after I finish the introduction, which should be over with in about another 15, 20 minutes, I'll have prayer. And then after another 15, 20 minutes, <clears throat> we'll have Brother Jerry do a dead level, best level set. And uh, then Brother Mark, <clears throat> who has been preparing like crazy for today. This is one of his favorite subjects, as you may so See on his face, and you see Brother Jerry. He's wearing his favorite shirt for his favorite subject. <clears throat> and you look at me. <clears throat> Let's just move on. Okay, shall we? <clears throat> yes. Anyway, we really thoroughly enjoyed our study on Galatians. Oh, yes. And uh, we're going to, Lord being our helper, have a fruitful discussion on prayer with a purpose. I can't think of a more pertinent subject for old Baptists to talk about, or anybody for that matter, who believes in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to talk about prayer. We need to pray more than we ever have, I suppose, in in memory. We face so many challenges as a nation, communities, uh, neighborhoods, certainly as families, and even as churches. And and we pray that God will bless our churches. I, I think that's absolutely a must in prayer is to pray for the health and safety of our local church bodies. But there's more to prayer than just asking God for things. I hope our dear beloved brethren will clarify for us that prayer is as much a moment to thank God Amen. as it is to request things of God. But we know that God has commanded us to pray, and it seems to me the Bible teaches that when we if, that there are certain things that God expects us to pray to Him for, and that He in His infinite wisdom and goodness will bless us after we've asked. <clears throat> Am I too far off the beaten path there, dear brethren? No. That's the right answer. Man, I was a little worried. <clears throat> so let's go to the Lord in prayer, speaking of prayer, ask for His help and guidance. And as we always want to say at the beginning of our study sessions, please do not think that this is the be-all and end-all on the subject of prayer. Mm. We will not have given you the definitive statement on prayer, I can tell you that much. <clears throat> we always find, after we've done a study like this, we've left a lot of meat on the bone. So what we hope and pray for 
is that it helps you in your studies of God's Word. And if you get anything worthwhile from what we have put forth in one of these OBW talks, please know where it came from. It came from God. And anything that doesn't seem to work, just cast a mantle of charity over us and pray for us. Yeah. So without further ado, I'll lead us in a word of prayer. Then I'll hand it over to our beloved, who is it? No, Jerry Yancey. We're going to hand it over to him for a level set. So if you'll bow with us, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Gracious Heavenly Father, we again are so thankful to Thee for a privilege such as we have right now to sit across the table, so to speak, from our yoke fellows in the ministry and talk about Thy Word. May it please Thee, Lord, to guide our discussion. May it be honoring to Thee and edifying to all those who view it whenever it is that they choose to view it. Lord, may we say those things that would be helpful, certainly that are the truth according to the Word of God, and may they inspire people to look further in Thy Word, to inquire from Thee the direction, the guidance, the insight into such a wonderful subject as that which we trust we'll speak on in just a few minutes. Lord, we <clears throat> thank Thee for such opportunities as this. We thank Thee for Thy gospel truth. We thank Thee for the, the church that Christ left for, here for us. We pray Your blessings upon her, upon the local bodies that gather wherever they may be, and be with us through the remainder of this time this evening. We ask these things in Jesus' name and for His sake. And amen. Amen. Now, Brother Jerry. Mm. That's the sign. <clears throat> That's the sign. Thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you for that uh, prayer with purpose, too. Many of the things you said really will lend themselves to a level set. <laughs> and I think it's in your blood now. Um, and that's that's good. Um, it really is. Prayer is uh, obviously a, a well-trodden path um, relative to the ministry and our attempts to to teach and to preach and I trust with every single one of us uh, in our respective prayer lives and I put it that way um, with purpose we we really should have a life of prayer uh, prayer is not um, something that we dabble in and um, engage in just periodically uh, we should we should truly have a prayer life. When you look at the subject of prayer, um, there's a verse of scripture in James chapter five that I want to read, and I'm not going to uh, look to go through it specifically uh, right now in a level set, but I want to put it in front of us because I think whether it's Brother Mark, Brother Mike, or myself that digs into it, there there are a lot of things in that one verse that speaks to um Purposeful prayer, fervency in prayer. Um, let me just read it very quickly. Um, James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, again, not to go through that specifically, I, I put it there in front of these two brethren that perhaps... It'll stir their minds on some thoughts, but there is a mindset that we should have 
if we are going to have a prayer life that is fulfilling, uh, there needs to be penitence. Our heart needs to be penitent as we uh, go before the Lord in prayer. Uh, and having a penitent heart will motivate us to pray for one another, uh, certainly with fervency. And so we're going we're gonna to leave that verse where it is right now. We'll get back to it later, I, I trust. But by way of, of just a few more comments and setting the, the groundwork before us, um, there are preparations that we need to make for prayer. Um, we are to be instant in prayer. We're to be uh, pray with. We're to pray without ceasing. What Scripture says. But being instant in prayer does not mean that we don't need to prepare to go into prayer. Having a prayer life takes the form of not looking at prayer in a an isolated circumstance or if, even in a vacuum as it relates to circumstance in our life. Um, having a prayer life lends itself to preparation continually so that when opportunity avails itself, and Brother Mike, I really appreciate what you said relative to thankfulness. I think thankfulness is one of the three things that I've called out in my mind um, that puts us in the proper posture for prayer. Um, we always have something to be thankful for. And we hear that a lot, and we may even say it a lot. But do we structure our prayer life on the foundation of thankfulness unto the Lord? I think it's a very important component. But preparations for prayer, there has to be a proper and spiritual mindset that we have when we consider going before the Lord in prayer. Uh, just to toss a couple of thoughts before you. I think one of the things that we need to do is to examine our hearts as we prepare to go into prayer. We really do need to know what we're praying for. If we're praying prayer of thanksgiving unto God, then we should, we should be of a mindset to truly line those things out in our experience. Because as we do that, it positions us properly to go before the Lord. We need to pray with intent and reverence. We need to understand we have the ear of God when we are going to the Lord in prayer. So to go before God in prayer, one of the things in preparation needs to, we need to examine our intent in going to the Lord in prayer, and we need to reverence him because prayer is a beautiful form of worship that God has given unto us in our lives. And it's a very personal form of worship. Uh, going into the closet of prayer. So we'll, we'll just move on with that. Let these brothers dig into it as well. And then I would say this, in preparation for prayer, prayer is not a one and done. Sometimes the Lord answers our prayer while we're yet speaking. But our mindset needs to be of faithfulness, diligence, and to keep at it until the Lord answers our prayer. And sometimes it's hard to know. If our mindset's not right, will we know if the Lord answers our prayer? Perhaps we'll cover some of the thoughts uh, relative to that because there are visible answers to prayer, things you can see, things you can touch. And there are internal answers to prayer. 
But God is faithful to let us know that he has answered our prayer. Lastly, I would say by way of level set, I believe there's a specific posture that we need to have in prayer. And I've included three things in it from my own experience and study. Humility has got to be part of the posture. And I'm talking about an internal posture more than I am an external posture. Um, traditionally, we bow. Perhaps we'll get on a knee. Nevertheless, we bow our head toward uh, this, this earth as we raise our hearts unto the Lord. That's an external posture. And that shows reverence unto God. But I submit to you that the internal posture that we have is very likely more important than the external posture that we have. Humility of, of heart and mind is a part of that. Brother Mike mentioned already thankfulness. And scripture covers these, uh, these components. Um, and this is a part of setting the stage for Fervency in prayer, a prayer with purpose. Um, I would say none of us go into doing something without having a purpose behind it. Um, at least certainly not doing something of, of value and importance to us. And preparation is a very important uh, biblical uh, uh, concept as well. The last thing as far as posture and prayer, this is one that I feel like I, I fall short of. Um, probably most of, and that is that we should pray expecting that the Lord hears and will answer. Because there's a lot of things that lead into a posture of expecting that the Lord will hear and answer our prayers. There's also some scriptural imperatives that I think we should consider time uh, given, but I'm going to uh, go ahead and just conclude the level set at this point. I think we put enough things out there for us to, to think about and to, to have dialogue about. Um, prayer is one of the most precious things that God has given us, this side of glory, to utilize here in the experience of, of our lives today. And it can it is a one-to-one -one dialogue through the blood of Jesus Christ, not through an earthly mediator. We go to the throne of God and we have his ear. All right, brethren. Hopefully that sets your mind uh, a running and off you go. Holy moly. <laughs> oh, you're muted, Mike. Mike, you're muted, Mike. No, Mike's mic is muted. Well, I was going to say my prayers have just been answered. Yeah. <laughs> so dear Mark, brother Mark. Okay. All right. So, you, Brother Jerry, is wonderful level set. Um, I mean, amazingly good, <clears throat> really good considering the the breadth of good. the subject. I mean, it's a big subject. You talk about prayer and and trying to limit that in in a level set, you know, of five or ten minutes, however however long it was. But uh, the Lord bless. So you you brought out I I jotted down intent and effort. Preparation, posture, and then scriptural imperatives. Is that, I have those right? <clears throat> so, you know, I was looking at those and listening while you were talking. And, you know, I was thinking, is any one of the four more or less important than the others? And I think they are all 
equally as important from one point to the next with regard to prayer. So I don't think intent and efforts more important than posture. I don't think posture is more important than, than preparation and preparation than scriptural imperatives, right? right. There's, <clears throat> there's a bearing, there's a scriptural bearing in prayer that brings out uh, those and, and others as well. Um, you know, if we talk about intent and effort, you know, we would discuss, you know, what, you know, what, what are, what are our intentions of prayer? Yeah. Um, you know, why, why are we praying? You know, some, <clears throat> some have, have leveraged scripture as an excuse that prayer is not that important by saying, well, God already knows what's on our minds and on our hearts. Why, why do we pray? I would, I would say that God demands our prayers and brother Mike clued us in on why I think that's important because prayer is a, while we have public prayer and things like that, prayer is, can be, and is a very personal form of worship. Yes. Prayer is the closet of prayer, you know, going off and, and being, <clears throat> you know, on your own and experiencing that, uh, the prayer life that we have with our heavenly father through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's very personal. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, very personal. I've even heard public prayers that um, the expressions that are made by the one that is praying audibly are very personal in nature. Uh, it's 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 an indicator of just how uh, close that experience is in prayer. <clears throat> so there's there's a couple of scriptures I'd like to bring out for 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 thought for discussion. Um, so one is maybe, maybe combine intent and preparation with Psalms 145 mm. verses 18 and 19. It says, the Lord is nigh or near unto all them that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth. Mm. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry. <clears throat> and will save them. So yeah. I see, I see intent, effort, and preparation wrapped up in those two oh, verses of uh, Psalms one forty five eighteen yeah. and nineteen. You know, it's interesting to to see when it says unto un, uh, to all that call upon Him in truth. Now, I believe there's truth in prayer, right? I believe the the expression of of gospel truth is found in prayer. Um, but would you permit me to say that the truth would be the truth within ourselves of, of how do I put this? So I'm not trying to quote, pull the wool over God's eyes, right? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It, it, oh yeah. The, the truth that we have of and about ourselves is very important with regard to our prayer life. This isn't a this isn't an opportunity to to negotiate no. with God. No. It's not no. an opportunity to to try to convince God that you know I'm maybe I'm not so bad after all. <laughs> but it's an opportunity to go in the truthfulness of our hearts in that contrite and broken way to our heavenly Father through our Lord Jesus Christ to pray. Um, and to ask, you know, we, we talk about giving things. Prayer is the, for Thanksgiving, but prayer is also for the asking, right? Mm -hmm. it, it says, 
uh, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will hear mm-hmm. their cry and will save them. There's nothing wrong with asking. <clears throat> but like I've always told my kids, um, you know, don't ever be afraid of asking, but also be prepared for what the answer might be. That's right. Yeah. You know, so if they ask me, can, you know, can I go do such and such? Um, I may say no. I may say yes. Um, you know, one time, uh, one of my kids, I'll not name them because I'll get in trouble. One of my kids, you know, apparently wanted to go somewhere with, with, uh, some of her friends. Uh, oh, that narrows it down to two. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I found her sort of bummed out and, and low. And I, and I asked what's wrong. <clears throat> and she said, I wanted to go and do this with my friends. And I said, well, why didn't you? And she says, well, I, you know, I didn't want to ask you. Well, why didn't you want to ask me? She goes, well, I figured you'd say no. And I'm like, why are you assuming what my answer is? If there's something you want, ask. But I may say no, and I may say yes. Well, I mean, we've got to be prepared for that. Yeah. Our our duty in prayer is to do the asking. Yeah. But our duty in prayer is also for the answer as well. So I think Psalm 145, 18 and 19 really bring out a lot of the intent, the effort, even the pre- preparation. Now, one more thing, and then I'll I'll give way to Brother Mike or back to Brother Jerry. Psalms 139, it's as if you read, I read Psalms 139, and it's like I get absorbed in the prayer of David in that Psalms. It is so magnificently worded and recorded by inspiration of God. And Brother Jerry actually pointed this out uh, one time when we were visiting. You know, the Psalms 139 verse 1 says, Thou hast searched me and known me. Mm-hmm. Verse 2, I think, says, Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising uh, and my thought from afar off. Right? Uh, this is one of the ones where he says, there's not a thought that can be withholden from thee. There's not a word on my tongue that thou uh, don't uh, dost know, knoweth it all together. But yet David still prayed this, this marvelous prayer. And, and right in the middle of it, he says, such knowledge is too wonderful, me, wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. But that didn't stop him from reaching. Right? Right. He he said it's too wonderful. There there what is what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling is far too wonderful for me. I can't attain unto it, but I'm, I'm but I'm reaching. <laughs> I'm reaching, brother, right? You know, that's that's the the experience of prayer is reaching for that which is too high for us mm-hmm. in the anticipation and even expectation that God will bless us with that answer. Brother Mike talked about Sometimes we pray and the answer might come right in the middle of our prayer. Sometimes we pray and we don't sense or see the answer and we pray and we pray and before the answer comes, but we keep reaching for it. The key that I want is at the very beginning, he says, thou hast searched me and known me. Now that's a statement of fact, right? Right. That God has searched us and God has known us. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the prayer, at the end of the Psalms, you know what he says in verse 23? Search me. Now, wait a minute, David. You just said, thou hast searched me and known me. You know everything there is to know about me. Um, You know the thoughts and intent of my heart 
even down to that degree of knowledge. And then at the end, he says, but Lord, search me. <laughs> Don't stop searching me. Don't, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. David's saying, don't, he says, I'm going to keep reaching. Lord, you keep doing the same to me. <laughs> you keep searching me and know my heart, he says. Um, Try me and know my thoughts. So David, David's really bold here, right? I think he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, Lord, I know you've searched me and know me. He says, but now let me open the book up. <laughs> I mean, Wow. And then, because the last verse says, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David's saying, don't stop working on me. And I'm not talking about heaven. I'm not talking about, you know, heaven and mortal glory and all of that. We are not a work in progress with God with regard to regeneration or heaven and immortal glory. But let me tell you something. We pray like David prays, keep searching me, keep yep. knowing me, keep feeling me out, keep drawing me, keep reaching toward me, and Lord, bless me to keep reaching toward you, even though it's as if I never can attain unto it. I don't want to stop trying to attain unto it. It's just like the Apostle Paul says when he says that I may know him. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that he didn't know him. It's that he was continually reaching and learning and knowing about Jesus Christ. And David says, that's how I want to be in my prayer life. But Lord, I want you to reach into me yeah. and search me out and prove my ways and prove my thoughts. Um, wow, what a posture. What an experience that David had in prayer. When you go read the 139 Psalms, just let it pull you in. Just, <laughs> just let it pull you in. Don't try to decipher it. Just let it pull you in and let it speak to you the way David spoke his heart Amen. to God in prayer. David's a great example of prayer. Daniel's a great example of prayer. But you know what? My Lord Jesus Christ is the best example of prayer. The best. If you go read the prayer, all the prayers he prayed in his um, in his life here in this world. Wow. <laughs> I mean to tell you what a wonderful experience in prayer. And that's an experience that God has given us in prayer as well. Yep. Just a lot of rambling thoughts, brothers. No, so uh, ram no rambling. rambling thoughts. Oh, man, keep on a rambling. That's yeah, what I keep is. on a rambling. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I have random thoughts uh, that will probably in, end up being rambling. But I, first of all, I want to say amen to all that you brother have said prayer to say the least prayer is the, one of the biggest subjects to talk about yeah. in yeah. all the Bible. Yeah. You know, there's, there's prayer and then there's, there, there's beseechments. There are petitions. There's, there's supplications. There's a, uh, uh intercessions, uh, there's thanksgiving, there's all sorts of different things that are called parts of prayer, or sometimes it's the only thing about the prayer. Yeah. But <clears throat> I like to approach this just uh, in, in this way. Uh, first of all, it may, at listening to you guys, I, I thought about this. <clears throat> prayer is certainly when we talk formally to God, even if it's in an informal way, yeah. 
it is also when we should be listening to God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you ever prayed and you just felt like, I don't even know what to ask. I just mm-hmm. want to hear hear you speak to me, God, if you would be so merciful to me, a sinner to speak. And whether you feel like you're hearing him talk to you in your soul, I think that's an honorable request, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just to pray with the anticipation of, of, of communing with him, having fellowship with him. Uh, that's part of that re- restoring our souls that we need every day is to feel that we are in touch or in contact with God. He is not far from every one of us. <clears throat> How close is he? Mm-hmm. Well, he's in our hearts. <laughs> yep. If you have ever felt the urge to pray, I think Paul tells us in Romans 8 what that is. That's the intercession of the Holy Spirit within you that moves you to pray. Because as the Apostle Paul said, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. I used to misquote that and say, we know not how to pray for as we ought. In other words, the way you should pray, the words you should use. I agree. Sometimes how to pray can be a, a bit mystifying. It doesn't need to be because the Lord right. doesn't expect long, drawn-out prayers, and He right. doesn't look for repetition. As a matter of fact, I think I think God doesn't appreciate repetition or repetitive types of prayer. That's not to be confused with persistent prayer, correct? Which we will talk about in just a second. God being our helper, but if you're re- if you're repeating yourself, or if you have phrases that you say over and over again. If you're like me, those almost become like crutches. <clears throat> it's just a way to get through the prayer. I'm I'm not demeaning anyone who does that when they're honestly and sincerely trying to pray. I would just say, be mindful uh, who you're talking to. And while I'm on that one point, prayer, as these brethren have said, is to be done as, as a supplicant to the king of kings. You know, we're not... We're not coming before him as buddies right. or as pals. And your prayer should reflect that, especially public prayer should reflect that. Amen. The the sincerity, but the respect and the reverence. And yes, the fear that we have when we approach a thrice holy God. We're not talking to the smartest man that ever lived. We're not talking mm. to the most powerful, the richest man that ever lived. No. We're talking to God, That's right. the creator right. of heaven and earth, the ruler of over all. So sometimes I think we lose, we've lost our awe of God. I'm speaking from my own experience. Yeah. And when we do that, we discount not just the manner in which we pray to God, but just the fact that we pray to God. Right. Now, we've said that God is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere present. He knows exactly what you stand in need of, even better than you know what you stand in need of. Right. And that that would raise the question. It would seem, why even pray if God, God is a merciful <laughs> God? And as Jesus Christ said, God knows what we stand in need of. And, uh, he feeds the birds, uh, the, the sparrows, and he makes sure that the the meanest things, the littlest things, the most in- incapable things are fed and taken care of. And yet, and yet, and yet, he taught us how to pray. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, which, by the way, is not so much the Lord's Prayer. That's the model prayer. Right. If you want to know where the Lord's Prayer is, where is it, dear brethren? John 17. John 17. There is where Jesus Christ prays a prayer that only he can pray. Amen. And it's good to study his prayer because I think it gives us an idea of what prayer really is. Because who needed anything but, you know, Jesus Christ was the Son of God on earth. And yet he prayed to his Father. If that is not an an encouragement for us to pray, we're not nearly, nobody thinks they're in the same category as Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't need to be baptized in order to become a child of God or the Son of God, and he didn't need to pray to to be more than what he already was. Right. But he prayed. I think sometimes he prayed for our sakes. When he prayed out loud, it was for his disciples to hear what he was saying. But do not discount for a moment his uttermost need to communicate with his Father, not as God to God, but as man to God. We human beings need to speak to our maker, to God. And we, we must be mindful that he may choose not to listen or seem like he's not listening. Whatever... Whatever he deigns to do is right. It's like Abraham, when he negotiated, Brother Mark, he negotiated. Did he negotiate? I don't know. He he, he prayed that great prayer about uh, delivering the righteous out of Sodom and Gomorrah before the destruction was rained upon him. And he said this, which has stuck with me, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Yeah. And yet notice how Abraham, he's in a he's in a... He's in one of those straight betwixt too. He feels the burning need to pray on behalf of his nephew to God. God, please don't destroy the, the righteous with the wicked. But on the other hand, he knows who he's talking to. He's not just talking to a superhero uh, living on earth. He's talking to God. He's right. he, he knows that he better be careful how he comes across to God. And we need to be careful too. That's right. Okay, the next thing I wanted to say, as I said, God apparently has made it abundantly clear he loves for his people to persistently pray. And I think about the story of Jesus Christ about the widow woman who mm-hmm. went to that unjust judge yeah. and bothered him every day for who, for how long it was. I forget how long it was. And that judge finally just throws up his hand and says, "What is it? okay? You got. I'll give you what you're asking for. Not because I, uh, I have to, but because you're just, you're just bothering me." And the Lord says, "Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not our heavenly Father?" Right. He makes it known that God is not like that unjust judge. Right. He doesn't think about persistent prayer like that. If you really have a need in your life, pray to God. Amen. Just keep going. And, you know, it may be like the Apostle Paul who prayed to the Lord thrice that the the thorn in his side be removed. And you know what? He got an answer, didn't he? He did. What was the answer, Brother Jerry? What did the Lord say to him? My grace is sufficient for thee. What an an answer, though. Now, he wanted the thorn taken out. I think maybe Mike Montgomery would have been a little disappointed with that response. But Paul (laughs) saw it for what it was. 
Yeah. This possible response. That's the way God is, isn't he? I mean, he we ask him for something, and then he gives more than we ask. Who was it? Was it you, Mark, that mentioned Daniel's prayer? In the ninth, was it the ninth chapter of Daniel? Ninth chapter, yeah. What a prayer that right. is. Yeah. I wish Jerry would read that whole, I seriously, I wish you would read that whole prayer because there's a model prayer if ever there was one. Yeah, Here's a man who's rich and powerful, the second or third command in the whole of the Babylonian Empire. And what does he do? He takes time out of his busy schedule. Yeah. And I mean time, hours, yeah. days to do nothing but pray to God pray to on God. behalf of his people. That's right. And he prayed and he apologized to God. He confessed yeah. that they deserved this, this uh, banishment that they had had. Right. He, they, they were, he, he just begged God to forgive them. And he, but he admitted that they deserved what they got, but he knew God was merciful and he was he was counting on God's mercy to see them through this terrible time that they had brought upon themselves. And guess what? God answered him, sure. but in a way that Daniel had. <laughs> he, it was above and beyond. He was, above high, and beyond. He was like, what? what? It's not only did God say, I've heard your prayer and I'm going to answer, yeah. but I'm going to go you one better, Daniel. Yeah. Here's yeah. the real answer. Here's the here's the answer you didn't know you were asking the question right. for. Right. I'm sending the Messiah, not in 70 years, but in 70 weeks of years. <clears throat> yeah. And guess what's going to happen? The real cause of all these problems, sin, will be dealt with by him. Yeah. Now, that's an answer to a prayer. I'm telling you. It's, it's mystifying, isn't it, sometimes, brethren? He answers <laughs> prayer, and we don't even know it. Yeah. It's like, what? And it's usually by the benefit of hindsight we can look back. Now, if you're in trouble in your life, if you are in big trouble in your life, whether it, you're the cause of it or not, I tell you, pray to God. Amen. Don't worry about, am I doing it right? Am I wrong for asking him for this? God will sort that out. Believe you me, he will sort that out. Just, just be honest. You know God already knows. He knows you better than you know yourself. But what I think from an anthropomorphic sense, God, he really appreciates honesty. <laughs> just, mm. just being honest about who you are, what you are, and how undeserving you are of even the, the slightest kindness from him. But what does he say? Is, uh, I forget where it's written, Mark, Brother Jerry. Call on me. And I will answer the in a way. You know how does that go? Because man, I should know this one. I, I used to I used to memorize that one. But in other words, he's saying if you ask of me, call on me. I'm telling you, call on me, you people, my people, call on me, and and I will give you not. I'll give you above and beyond what you're able to ask or think. Right. That's the kind of God we have now. Jerry's his knees, both knees are bumping. I got to hurry up. <laughs> Well, if you want, if you don't know how to what to ask for, I say just listen to God, yeah, and He will tell you. Amen. Um, the sign I wrote this. I don't know if this makes sense. The sign of a person's faith is how is not how it. The sign of a of a 
prayer of faith is how much of the prayer, the percentage of the prayer is a request for they, what they want versus request for what other people need. Hmm. Another sign of how spiritual the prayer is is how much of the prayer is thanking God as opposed to asking things from God. So if your prayers are mostly, maybe only about what can God do for you, think maybe about thanking God. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. That's the first thing out out of the the shoot, as it were, is to thank God, to acknowledge who he is and to thank him for blessings, both spiritual and natural. And then, come on, Jerry, just give me one more minute. Okay, just go for it, Mike. (laughs) Man, just one more minute. I thought about this. What are examples of things we should pray for? You know, we're in John, first John five, it says, uh, and this is the confidence that we have in him that when we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And I think, okay, well then that means we have to know what his will is, right? right. In other words, he's going to hear the prayers that are in accordance with his will. So what are prayers like that? Well, if you want to get a good example of what prayers are, just study the the prayers of the Bible. Read about that Daniel prayer. Read the prayer of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Read the prayers of Paul the Apostle and Peter. Read that prayer of Jabez. You know, somebody Mm -hmm. wrote a book on the prayer of Jabez. When's the last time anybody just looked at the prayer of Jabez? Mm. Does anybody even know where the prayer of Jabez is? And, And could they read it for us right now? That'd be really good because that's a great prayer. It just comes out of the blue in Chronicles. From Brother Marcus, like he so so bad guy, somebody, somebody, and then Jabez prayed this prayer. <laughs> it's a fantastic prayer too. That's all we know about Jabez. His name has a kind of a forlorn meaning, but that forlorn that man named with a forlorn name. I don't even know if that makes sense. Pray for God to bless him not to be forlorn. Mm. And you know what it is? God blessed him with the prayer he requested. Mm. Who, who's got it in front of them that they could read it? Jerry, you got it ready? No, Mark, I you got it queued up? Mark, huh? Mark, I, was, I was looking for Cue it. Cue it up. Cue it up, man. Cue it up. I love that prayer. And while you're <laughs> looking for that, let me make my last note. And then you read it, and then Jerry will take us home. The Spirit, Paul says, the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And then it says, it intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. That's why I say pray. If you've ever, ever felt the burden to pray, that's the spirit in you saying, it's time to pray. Time to pray. pray. What do I pray for? If all you can do is groan, the spirit will carry those groanings up. Because you know where those groanings originated? In the spirit. Yep. And then he'll take it up to your intercessor, Jesus Christ. And he'll bring it before his father, and his father will bless that prayer. So pray. Hmm. Ere you left your room this morning, hmm. did you think to pray? Hmm. That's the that ought to be like taking a vitamin. Some of us won't even leave the house yeah. if we haven't had that cup of coffee <laughs> or that vitamin. Are, are taking our medicines. Why don't we think about prayer the same way? 
Prayer will do more for you than any pill. Amen. And as much as I hate to say this, prayer is better for you than coffee. And I like coffee a whole lot. So God bless you. Mark, you got it queued up? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you read that for us? First Chronicles chapter four. Uh, so you understand what brother Mike was saying. I'll start in verse. Yeah. I'll start in verse eight. Thank you. Thank you. And cause begat Anub and Zobabah and the families of our hell, the son of Haram and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And uh-huh. his mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bear him with sorrow. Hmm. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And Chalub, the brother of Shuha, begat Meher, which was the father of Eshton. You see what brother Mike was talking about? It's just this begat this begat this. And here's Jabez. Here's his prayer. And God answered his prayer. God answered his prayer. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I'm glad you brought that up, brother Mike. I hadn't thought about that. What a prayer though. What a prayer. In in, in the Bible, make sure we know God granted his request. Yep. That's right. He granted him that which he requested. So what, all that Jabez asked, God, man, so man, oh, man. real quick, Brother Jerry, hey, no, on, go, real go, quick, go, real quick, Daniel chapter nine, Daniel prays that prayer. Go read Daniel chapter. Oh, nine. what a great prayer. Right. What a sad, but yes. what a great prayer. Amazing. Yeah. And maybe Brother Jerry will read it for us, but yeah, I, hope so. I hope so. Here's what I get. Here's what I get. Daniel prayed a prayer that God would remember his covenant and forgive yeah. Daniel and forgive Israel. That's, that's yeah. what Daniel prayed for. Right. Gabriel shows up and he says, the Lord's already taken care of all of that. Here's, <laughs> here's what's important. 70 here's weeks. What's important. <laughs> Let me tell you about Messiah. Messiah's coming. And like you said, Brother Mike, 70 weeks of years. He, Messiah's coming. It's already taken care of, Daniel. But I'm giving you this because it's exactly what you need, whether you realize it or not. We're so uh, short-sighted, aren't we? I'm telling you. I'll be to tell you. All right. I wish right. Jerry would read that prayer. I wish because it's worth listening He's to. He's turning. He's turning. <laughs> hey, we already told you where it is in ninth chapter, well, Daniel. If you can't find know, Daniel, you're in trouble. I'm in the ninth chapter, Daniel. I want to pick up uh, the the actual prayer. There's, there's other things in this. Nice it starts thing. in verse four. Four, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll read it. Thank you. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Mm. Confession is important in prayer. O Lord, righteousness Mm. belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass, they have trespassed 
against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges that judged us by bringing upon us a great evil for under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. Mm. You think you, you think Daniel's trying to acquaint God with this? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> as it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our mm. enemies oh, and that's understand right there. Yeah. thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine <laughs> upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear. And here, open thine eyes and behold our desolations and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. Yeah. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do defer not for thine own sake. O my God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking. Here comes Gabriel. <laughs> and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and <laughs> talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to shew thee, for thou art greatly beloved, 
Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem under the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant <laughs> with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even unto the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Man. Wow. Man. Wow. I mean, consider, <laughs> consider the depth and the detail that Daniel confessed unto God, the reverence he showed. In his posture unto God. Well, we know Consider the Lord. His, go ahead. No, 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 gonna, we know the Lord loved that prayer because oh, he answered it one, and number two, he had he made sure it was recorded in holy writ. Yep. And we today are able to read it. Amen. Yep. And and the Lord answered that prayer in um, uh, can I say greater detail than <laughs> Daniel set before him. <laughs> You yes. notice? Did you catch the fly? The catch the fly swiftly. Being caused to fly yeah. swiftly touched me. I mean, it was instantaneous. Instant. Daniel finished his prayer, and next thing you know, Gabriel's tapping him on his shoulder and say, "I've got your answer." <laughs> <laughs> it's like no problem. <laughs> you know, yeah, for God, problem. it is no problem. Yeah, well, it's not a problem. We already, it's already been taken care of, Daniel. You know, and and think about that. Uh, if if I could be so bold as to uh, to think about it from the perspective of the one who's answering the prayer, God loves His people with an everlasting love and a love that, quite frankly, we struggle to understand. Mm -hmm. um, we'll know it one day in perfection, and I'm thankful for that. But when God hears one of His children whom He loves. Pray like Daniel prayed. Don't you know that as a loving father, his heart's desire is to come quickly? Yep. Yes. You yes. come quickly. Oh, what a... I wasn't going to read that, but I'm glad you guys forced the issue. <laughs> yes, I am too. Because that is that speaks so plainly to really yeah. what we're talking about. You know, it, we, we started out, I started out in the level set by going to James 5 and 16. And the reason that I did, uh, it's, it's actually 16 and 17. Uh, no, 
Yeah, no, fit 16 alone. But the reason that I did is because it contains so many things that are necessary and preparation for prayer. And then it also speaks to the to the manner in which we should pray. Well, reading the prayer of Daniel checked all of those boxes, every single one of them. And couldn't we say for, for certain that Daniel had uh, fervency and purpose in his prayer? Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Without, Without a, doubt. a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you find you find um, you know supplication. I you know I did a, a little bit of a, a a deeper dive than I have in the past on the word supplication. Um, the the second time in in James five that pr well pray is used and then prayer is used. The prayer of a righteous man that that is the uh, the Greek word that is defined as supplication. Daniel said supplication a couple of times, recorded in in his prayer supplication. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That word supplication um, has to do with being consistent with the in, being consistent with inward conformity to the mm -hmm. will of God. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's good. I mean, you you raised the question, Brother Mike, in your remarks. How you know if we if we ask according to His will, He heareth us. And if He hears, we know we have. The petition right. that we asked of him. That's exactly yeah. right. So if if we ask according to his will, he hears us and he and he answers our prayer in the positive. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we know what the will of God is, and the will of God for us is revealed unto us uh, by Him, by the Spirit, through Scripture. We are we are not lacking in ability to know what the will of God is. For us right. in our lives and, and how it is we should approach him and, and worship that. And that's something else you said, Brother Mike. And, and then I want to say something about what Brother Mark said and then turn it back to you guys. We'll close it up. Um, I just lost my train of thought with you, Brother Mike. Doggone it. It's okay. I, that's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say what I was going to say about Brother Mark. Maybe it'll come back to me because it was really important what you said. I love, Brother Mark, that you went to Psalms 139. I mean, I, I love that you went to 145. I had it listed in my scriptural imperatives, by the way. But 139, yeah. consider what is going on there. Right. Um, the, the reverence that is portrayed unto God, the, the petition that is portrayed, the acknowledgement of the, the power, the glory uh, that, that God possesses. Um, how it is that we stand in full and complete uh, need before him in our lives. He doesn't need our position, our uh, permission to search us. He does it according to his will, but there's something that happens so beautifully at the end of Psalms 139. Um, David was healed in, in a specific way in that prayer. He was made whole. He was made whole because he petitioned unto God that God would show him mm -hmm. what was in the way yeah. of, of him being the servant of God that, that he desired to be and that he knew God deserved. I'll tell you, when we go before the Lord in prayer, uh, we do thank God. We worship God in prayer. 
Um, it's a posture of worship because we are confessing and praying to him that uh, he is well able mm. to attend unto the things. Brother Mike, you you quoted at the, the in the, Paul's words in the Ephesian letter that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. That's a wonderful thought to have. But if we look at it solely from the perspective of I'm going to ask God what I want and, and then maybe I'll get it, then we're we're not having the right posture in prayer. Yeah, yeah. David's sincere desire was that God would reveal to him what he needed to work on in his experience that Amen. he would maximize his service unto the Lord. I'll tell you, if you want answer to prayer, consider Paul's uh, exhortation in Philippians in the fourth chapter. Prayer, prayer blesses us to be at peace both in heart and in mind, when we do it the right way. Yeah, that's good. You know, when we have things that we want to do in our lives, that we think we want to do or we feel compelled to do, uh, we pray, Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? And sometimes we get the idea, and I know this by experience, just in recent experience, it feels like maybe there's silence and and I'm not getting Mm. the answer to the prayer that that I want. And so I keep praying and I keep praying and I keep praying and I come to the realization that God has blessed me with peace of mind and heart. If that's not an answer to prayer, then I'm Hmm. I'm clueless. Hmm. I can have peace of mind. Actually, I can construct peace of mind. I can't construct peace of heart if I'm honest with myself. I guess I can't with mind either if I'm honest. Yeah, but to have them both in harmony with one another—that's an answer to prayer. Mm. Amen. Indeed, brother Mike. I can't remember what I was going to say, but it—it it, it was good what you said. So at least the uh, the congregation got to hear it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're coming up on the, uh, the yeah we are we're about the time. Okay, so let's have some closing thoughts. Who wants to start first? <clears throat> Brother Mark? No? (laughs) So, yeah, I'll start first. So going back to James chapter 5, you know, James gives an example Mm -hmm. of what he's talking about in verse uh, 17 and 18, or verse 17. Yeah, 17 and 18. And he uses the example of Elijah. So he says, uh, confess your faults one to another. Uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then he says, Elijah was, I'll put it in my words. Elijah was just like us. Mm -hmm. All right. He had, he was a man of passions like us. He was a sinner. And it says he prayed and it didn't rain for three and a half years. So that's pretty spectacular, right? Well, then he prayed again, but the experience in, uh, where is, where is that? It's in first Kings two or something like that. First Kings chapter, first Kings chapter 18. Go, so go, go read that experience. So he, he prays, uh, and does he pray seven times? Yes. Well, he 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 prays, he prays seven times. And each after each prayer, he sent his servant up to go look at the sky. <laughs> and after the first six times, the servant came back, he says, nothing. 
Yep. There's nothing there. You know, in, some, in, in my foolish mind, sometimes I think that servant says, don't make me run back up that hill again, okay? <laughs> it's not going to happen. But Elijah prays a seventh time, and he sends a servant up. The servant comes back. He says, well, there's a little bitty cloud about the size of a man's hand. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, it's like the servant, you know, Elijah, I'm sorry. It's, it's just not... You know what a lot when he came back with that message, there's a cloud about the size of a man's hand. He tells the servant, All right, go to King Ahab. Yeah. Now I want you to go down to Ahab. And he says, and tell him, prepare your chariot, get going, so the rain doesn't stop you. Now, can you imagine that servant? <laughs> you know, Elisha had a servant that needed prayer, right? When yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That servant going Seriously, but he yeah. went and he told Ahab that. I can imagine Ahab going, huh? A cloud in the sky. What is this guy talking about? But by the time Ahab got his chariot ready, the sky was black. Yes. And by the time Ahab got going, it was pouring down rain. So, what does all of that have to do? with the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I say it's got everything, everything to do everything. with an effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And what's even more important is James says, Elijah was just like you and me. That's right. He's just right. like you and me. Yes, yes, yes. And so if Elijah prayed that prayer, you know, he prayed believing, yep. he prayed expecting, and the Lord blessed in answering that prayer. Brothers and sisters, when we pray, we pray, we should pray believing, we should pray expecting, because the hand of God will never be short, shortened. Right. And he will answer our prayers. Maybe the clouds don't ever come, or maybe the clouds we're praying to go away don't go away for a long time. But I'm telling you what, the Lord answers prayer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Brother Jerry? Well, it came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thought that, that you uh, set before us um, in Paul's prayer in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, the, to get the answer, my grace is sufficient unto thee. Mm. Is there a better answer than that yeah. for, for the challenges that we face? Um, some answers come, as Brother Mark just clearly set before us, right on the heels of, uh, of the verse that I quoted or read to you. Some answers come in a very visible way. And... And that's good. I mean, that gives evidence that that helps us along life's journey. And I think every one of us could look back in our lives specifically. And I think, Brother Mike, another point that you made, a lot of times it's in the rearview mirror. Yeah. That we see some of these things. Yeah. You know, and it's a great blessing in life to look back and see, huh, of a truth, the Lord was there. Uh, the Lord delivered me. But I submit that it is even a greater blessing to see the hand of God outstretched before you yeah. as you prayerfully journey and, and put your trust 
uh, in him. Um, Paul's prayer was a very personal prayer. And I think it's already been mentioned a couple of times, the personal nature of prayer. We have public prayer and I'm thankful for it. I've been in the presence of some of the most uplifting prayers. Uh, I, I just, it just makes me cry. Um, mm -hmm. There's sermons in some of them. Yeah. Because of, to the point you've also made, Brother Mike, the, the personal nature of that prayer. You could be in a, a room of 300 people in church and a brother bows to pray and he prays out of a broken heart mm. and a contrite heart. And it touches you in a way that you, you struggle to explain. But I submit that prayer, the the beauty and the, the blessing of prayer is a very personal, personal thing. It is a one-on-one -on -one with our Heavenly Father. Mm. And to think of being able to come in the presence of a thrice holy God through the blood of Christ and in some feeble way thank him for past blessings, thank him for peace in your life, and then petition unto him and supplicate unto him that you would be blessed to be truly conformed to the will of God in your life. There's not a higher station in this life than to live being conformed to the will of God. Amen. Amen. Powerful thing prayer is. Brother Mike, close us out. Well, <clears throat> what a great study, brethren. I, I really am thankful we Prayer. I, the the phrase the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, <clears throat> and I think to interpret it, he, James is saying the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. I think that may I think that's really what he's getting at. That yeah. when one of God's dear children who is faithful in service and comports themselves as befitting a child of God, when that person kneels to pray, whether male or female, young or old, that counts with God. That's yeah. He takes those prayers very seriously. So here's my, my request. Here's my prayer to you. We have problems in this country. We see deficits of members in our church. We see churches closing up the, their doors and, and folding. It's sad. Here's here's the answer. Prayer. Yep. I don't mean to make it sound so simple, but if God can just go like that to send Gabriel to tell Daniel a message of such power as we were we heard Brother Jerry read to us, I don't think there's anything that we can bring before the Lord. Now, should we pray like Daniel did to the Lord on behalf of our churches? I think there's a lot of things that Daniel said that apply to our condition of our churches, and we should pray. So start praying that God would bless our churches to grow, and not only in numbers, but in all those wonderful things that, that we are privileged to grow in, grace, right. peace, knowledge, right. wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That's what James says earlier right. in his writing. As, but I'll close with this. As, as regards our place in this material world, I want to read to you something from Paul's first letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy, and it's in chapter 2, and just a few verses. Let me read it to you. 
Here's Paul's commandment as the apostle, our older elder, to his younger son in the, in the ministry, another elder. And he writes this, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. For kings, he gets a little bit more specific. All right. For kings, today I suppose that would be presidents and prime ministers, <clears throat> congressmen, congresswomen, judges, people who are in authority, and for all that are in authority. And here is the reason why we should pray that prayer. This is important, that we, that is the church, may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. You want to know something to pray for? Pray for that. Yes. <laughs> we need that more now than ever. God does it doesn't take God to to turn things around. But like Solomon was told by the God, if my people which are called by my name yeah. shall humble themselves and seek my and re, you know, repent of their sin and pray, pray and repent of how did I can get it right. He says when those things have been checked off then will I hear from heaven, and I will bless. He, in those list of things that he's looking for from us, is to remember who we are. We are God's people, not just his elect, right? but we're his believe. We're, his, we're the church. Whether you want to think of yourself in that, in that highway, I, I just tell you, Thank God that you're in the church yeah. and then realize that you have to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves right. and pray and seek my face yes. and turn away from their sins. Then I will hear from heaven. That's God is not saying if you say hocus pocus, alakazam, you know, like for instance, if you say thin prayer in the name of Jesus, Amen. That's that's the magic phrase that if you say yeah. it, God says, "Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just listen." And no, no, no. God is looking for His people who call themselves by that name, who wear that name before others in the world today to pray. Their prayers, her God, mean something special to Him. Right. He hears those prayers. Now pray, dear, dear members of the church. Pray for your local church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your sister churches. Pray that God would bless us to prevail and to grow and to blossom and to flourish. Nothing wrong with that prayer. That's no. a good prayer to pray. Right. Yeah. Well, dear brethren, I see by the hands of the watch that is on my wrist, and by the hands of the watch that's not on my other arm or other wrist. <clears throat> yeah, don't look at me like that, Mark. <clears throat> it is time to close yet another chapter in the unending saga of OBW Talks and our and our quest for truth. And I trust we are sincere seekers of truth. If you've got yes. anything good out of this. <clears throat> Praise God. Pray for us. Please pray for yes. us that we Please. will study the way things that we ought to in the way we ought to. And if you've gotten any good, thank God for it. 
Anything that seems amiss, cast a mantle of charity over us, please. please. And as is our want, we want to close with a word of prayer. Mm. And since our beloved Jerry did the level set, I want to ask Brother Mark to close us with prayer, please. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful again for the opportunity to um, experience thy word and to enjoy the sweet fellowship with one another. And most uh, most importantly, Heavenly Father, that we do we try to spend our time in worshiping thee and giving thee all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. We're so thankful for this um, this uh, mode that we have of prayer that we look to you, that we seek thy face, that we reach to thee, that we bear our petitions before thee, that we beg forgiveness for our daily sins of the heavenly father we in the words of the apostles pray teach us to pray Mm. um help us to um have the experiences of david and daniel and um that that we would open ourselves that we knowing that we are but vile sinners Mm. in the flesh but knowing, Heavenly Father, that the message that Gabriel delivered to Daniel rings in our ears even to this day, mm. that Messiah has come, that Messiah has redeemed us, um, that Messiah has made an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And now, Heavenly Fathers, we live in this low ground of sin and sorrow that we walk this walk trusting in Thee for our guidance, our leadership, our strength, our help, our hope. And Heavenly Father, that the answer to our prayer would would be that thy grace is sufficient mm. because we know that thy grace is sufficient for us. Mm. Heavenly Father, even those times when words fail our lips and our spirit groans within us, um, being incapacitated with feeble lips, knowing that thy Spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Even Mm. in those times, Heavenly Father, might be the times we feel the measure of thy grace so great in our lives Mm. that we are brought to be at peace, even in the most tempestuous storms. Heavenly Father, continue to guide and direct us, continue to lead us in the right way, continue to bless each and every one that has listened tonight and that they might be strengthened in their prayer life, that we might collectively pray for the sake of thy church, Mm -hmm. that our experience in the house of God would grow and grow Mm -hmm. and that our longing desire in our hearts that while we live on this earth is to praise thy matchless name with a sweet anticipation of the return of thy son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to raise these vile bodies and fashion them like unto his glorious body. Forgive us of all of our many sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, dear brother Mark. And I guess now's the time to say good night and God bless. Good night and God bless. Loving and loyal viewers. Good night. Good night, everybody.